Well, you've probably heard your share of home improvement horror stories, shoddy work, missed deadlines, cost overruns, and no-show home improvement contractors. And maybe you've already lived through that contractor hell, but you don't need to. Reference checking is the ball game. Read our 10 questions to ask a contractor's previous customers when you hit MoneyPit.com. Just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. You got a home improvement question? Something that you're just dying to get to? A project you've been putting off and putting off and putting off? Well, tackle it with us. Is it a project you started? You got lost in the middle. You got discouraged. We don't judge. We're here to help you. Call us right now at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We are here to help you get those jobs done. That's right, Tom. So what are you working on this summer in your house? Oh, gosh. Uh, We finished a patio. Patio looks good. Just in time. Use some brick pavers for that. I love brick pavers because they're modular. They're like puzzle pieces, and they're easy to put down. But one of the most common mistakes people make is not spending enough time working on the base of the pavers. Oh, gosh. That's so important. And then to keep in mind that it's going to settle over time. So you got to make sure that it's really compacted. Exactly. So we actually finished it about a month ago, and now I'm ready to take away that little extra concrete lip I put around the outside to hold the bricks in place. Well, it did settle. We've had a couple of solid rainstorms. We're ready to take that away and then really get out there and enjoy it. Do you know the difference between a paver brick and a regular brick? I think it's interesting. No. What Are they made differently? Yeah, they're actually sized differently. A, a paver brick is exactly twice as wide as it is long, but a regular building brick is less than that because it leaves room for the mortar joint. So you have to have paver bricks when you're doing patios so they don't line up right. And they're fun because you can create so many different patterns when you're building a patio with paver bricks. And they really do a wonderful job and last and last. So it's a nice addition to your house. Yeah, it's a good summer project. So what are you working on? Call us right now. Let's talk about it, especially if you're having trouble getting it done. one money pit 888-666-3974. And if you're working on some inside home improvements, we've got a great prize this hour that can help you get that done. That's right. We've got a good prize. It's a tricky DIY project, suddenly made easy. That's right. It's installing crown molding, which if you've ever done it, you know what a nightmare it could be. Upside down, facing you. You know how to do it. It's kind of crazy, but this takes out all the guesswork. It's the Quick Clips Kit by Focal Point, and it's all the crown molding to make a 16 by 16 room really stand out. So call in now for your chance to win this great prize. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Kendra in Maryland has a kitchen question. How can we help? My husband and I are renovating our kitchen, and we bought a microwave that goes over the stove so it has a ventilation hood built in. Yeah, except it ventilates it right back into the kitchen, doesn't it? Well, there's an option that you can ventilate it to the outside, which my husband feels very strongly about using because we have a gas stove. Okay. Um, But we have plaster and lath walls. It's sort of an old house. And so other than having exposed ductwork, uh, we were trying to think of other options that we could use to ventilate it to the outside. And I was also wondering how important is it to ventilate it outside? 
Well, your real question is here is, is whether your husband is right or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kendra, I, I would say that it probably is a good idea to ventilate to the outside because the recirculating types of kitchen exhaust fans, frankly, don't do that much. They don't do a very good job of taking odor, taking steam. No, it takes the odor and sends it to the rest of the house because it's yeah. forcefully now right. sending it back into the <laughs> right. kitchen. That's right, as if there wasn't enough air pressure it's like, behind And wait it. till you cook seafood. It's like, oh. excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You know, I do think it's a good idea to vent it to the outside and um, I don't, I'm not sure what your hesitation is for cutting the hole in the wall. It's not that bad. Houses are, de- are designed to have holes cut in them all the time. If it's done properly, it shouldn't be an issue. Even though you have plaster walls, those walls can be successfully cut through. It can be framed out properly. It can be ducted properly to get that uh, passageway right through to the outside. Um, The fans today have dampers on them, so when the dampers close, it shouldn't even have drafts that come back into the house. Oh, great. Okay, so you're saying that it's okay for us to just cut through the plaster and laugh three inches or whatever to put the ducts in there? Yeah, it absolutely is. Okay. Now, the the only thing you have to watch out for is whatever happens to be in that wall. When right. you open it up, it would be bad if there was a stud in the middle because that makes it a little more complicated. You have okay. to frame around that. Okay. If there was electrical wiring running through there, you know, all of the normal cautions apply that you would have if you cut into a wall for any reason. So okay. presuming you can get all that stuff out of the way, I would also tell you to make sure that you're ducting through that. So you don't want to leave like a, like a wood hole through there. You want to make sure that there's a metal duct that goes through that section. The, the reason for that is because you don't want grease to get into the wall cavity. That could be a fire hazard. Well, also, then the walls would absorb all of the odor. At least the right. metal contains everything. 888-666-3974. Marie in Florida finds the money pit on WWBA, and you've got a question about a big porch. I have this big porch. I mean, it's like the whole, almost the whole length of the uh, back of the house, and it's kind of getting old, and um, it's kind of like I don't use it because either too it's too hot or it's too cold, and I'm thinking, what should I do? Maybe you could give me some advice. The screens are kind of getting a little deteriorating, and I thought, well, so I, and I just thought maybe you could. So you want some redecorating advice for your porch. Is that what you're saying, Marie? Exactly. All right. Well, Leslie, what do you think? Um, first of all, a big porch is a rarity, so I yeah, would encourage you to preserve it. Yeah, a big porch sounds wonderful. Doesn't it? And, you know, it, it goes off the living room, and it goes off the kitchen, and then even the bedroom. Well, Marie, I think there's a couple of things you can do. You might want to, in the area where you have screens, and you say the screens are coming out a little bit, maybe you want to get somebody to rebuild those frames for the screens so that they put nice, fresh screening on there, and then make it so that that panel with the screens on it is able to be removed. So maybe there's just sort of nailers or supports that go on the inside or the outside that are removable so you can take that screen away and maybe even have a framed piece of glass so if the weather turns and you want to make it more of an indoor room you can pop those pieces of glass in there as well or just keep it strictly screened in and then Tom and I always recommend something that's really interesting and it's a heated fan which is a ceiling fan that heats and cools and it's great for exactly this type of application like a covered porch because you can turn it on and control the heating thermostat and make it as warm under there as you like or even use it as a straight cooling fan. So that will extend your usage of that area a lot. Okay, and it's a heating fan? I never heard of it. It's basically a ceiling fan that also has heating coils in it. So it can cool you in the summer and then the heating coils can be flipped on and it'll blow warm air down in the winter or in the cooler months. So it's a nice way to get a little extra uh, space, a little extra comfortable time out of that porch when it just starts to cool off a bit. 
Billy in Pennsylvania has a question about how to fix a concrete floor. So, Billy, my question is, what's wrong with it? I have an old farmhouse, and the basement floor ended up being not concrete, but like a limestone covering. Okay. It's real thin. We had a big flooding problem, so we had one of those basement systems put in. That's how I found out about what kind of floor we had. So I had to put some sort of vapor barrier down, and then I want to cover the floor. I was wondering what to cover it with. I was going to do concrete, but everybody's saying that you need like four inch, four inches of concrete, and then that would take away a lot of headroom. Yeah. Now, um, right now, you don't have, you no longer have a water problem down there. No, it. it when we when we get flooded, it that pump's going twenty four seven almost. Right. Did did you get the flood, or do you get the flood consistent with heavy rainfall, like when it rains a lot around your house? Yeah, the water table comes up into the basement. That's not water table. That's a drainage problem outside because water tables don't move that quickly. Uh, I just want to encourage you to look at the grading and drainage issues outside your house because your pumps are probably running more than they have to. When you get moisture consistent with precipitation, be it snow melt or heavy rainfall. So look outside your house at the grading, the angle of the soil around the house, and the gutter system to make sure it's clean, free-flowing, that all that water is being diverted well away from the house. And I do mean like four to six feet away from the house. That's going to reduce the volume of moisture because even though you've got these pumps, what happens is you get a lot of water that forms outside the foundation wall. Then in the wintertime, Billy, what happens is that freezes and it pushes on the wall. And over years, it has a ratcheting effect and can actually cause those walls to crack. Now, in terms of the floor, yeah, if you're going to put concrete down, you do need to put a good four inches in there. If you're not going to do that or if you're concerned about headroom, you're going to have to dig out what's there to make room for the concrete. The surface that you have right now being very, very thin is just not structurally sound enough to be able to support any kind of finished surface. So if it's going to have a utility purpose for you, you might have to take that out, go down you know, two or three inches to get enough of a surface to put down some woven wire mesh and some concrete to be able to give you net the same headroom that you have. But I wouldn't put anything on top of that because if you do, it's just going to, you're just going to have a deteriorated base underneath. Well, you know, even a simple toilet leak or a leaky faucet can waste thousands of gallons of water every single year. That's right. Next, we're going to have tips on keeping your water bill from washing your cash right down the drain. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor Plus from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper face drywall, Dens Armor Plus has glass mat facings on both sides. And no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor Plus. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer.
People often seek creative inspiration when choosing paint colors for their home, and there's no better online tool than Bear from Home, which lets you coordinate, preview, and now sample paint colors from home. Go to Bear, B-E-H-R dot com, to select from over 3,700 paint colors and order samples for home delivery. For more information, visit Bear, B-E-H-R dot com. And remember, when it comes to paint, there's good, better, and bare. Table saw. <laughs> 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI power tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Hello, this is Gary Sinise. The men and women in our military are on the front lines defending our freedom. They are working very hard to bring stability to some very dangerous places and to help make this a much safer world for all of us. But we can't take our heroes for granted. Americans everywhere are joining together to send an important message to those who proudly serve. For your service and sacrifice, your patriotism and devotion, America supports you. Visit americasupportsyou.mil and thank the troops for your freedom. This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Metal Roofing Alliance. We call metal roofing investment-grade roofing because in your lifetime, a metal roof will save you money and add value to your home. To find a Metal Roofing Alliance contractor or to learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit www.metalroofing.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Remember, measure twice, cut once, and always keep a fire extinguisher handy because we <laughs> want you to be safe in your home improvement projects. Well, we were talking about saving water, and this time of year we're very conscious of it because we are wasting tons and tons of water. You mean a forty-five minute shower is out of the question? Uh, you know, not only the forty-five minute showers, but you know, my kids have been dragging out the uh, old sprinkler every day, and they seem to let it go for a lot longer than they spend playing in it. We're watching <laughs> so, it; it's pretty. Exactly, but here's some tips that you can use to uh, fix some of those annoying things that happen in your house, like drippy faucets. You know, often this is simply a matter of replacing the worn washers. It's not hard to do. You need only a couple of tools. You want to check those washers on all the faucets in your house and replace them all at the same time. And a little trick of the trade, make sure you use the original manufacturer's recommended parts. I have found time and time again, if you try to use generic replacement parts, they just don't fit nearly as well. You can also install faucet aerators to slow down the flow of water. If you have an old faucet, you can change the tip on it to a water-saving faucet. So you only get about a gallon and a half a minute of water out of that tip, and that's another good way to save money on the water bill. All right, here's a couple of more tips. Make sure that that flush valve, you know, the flapper in the bottom of the toilet tank that sort of controls all the water coming in and out of the tank, make sure that that's clean and it's resting firmly on that little hole it's covering up. Otherwise, it's going to cause water to leak, and that's a huge waste of water. You can just flush the toilet, and once it's empty, just clean it off or just replace the whole thing. It's a simple repair. And also, don't use the toilet as a wastebasket or an ashtray. You might think it's going to flush down there and be fine, but they can cause more problems than you think. So use it smartly. 
correctly and use it for what it's intended for. More money-saving water tips. Our next newsletter will give you some simple ways to reuse the water you use every day. Sign up for our free e-newsletter. It comes once a week and available at moneypit.com. So call right now if you've got a question about maybe your plumbing. Maybe this all of this talk of water usage has reminded you of a few leaks that you have in your house. Let's talk about how to get those under control. Call us right now at 888-MONEYPIT. And if you're thinking of making some interior improvements this summer, we'd like to give you our great prize. This hour, we've got the Quick Clips Crown Molding Installation System from Focal Point. It's worth 250 bucks. Helps you add crown molding to any room. You can handle up to a 16 by 16 foot room. And Quick Clips means no searching for studs, mitering, or patching the molding it's all a kit folks it goes in really super easy and it's going to look great and it'll make all of your friends and neighbors very jealous so call us right now at one money pit leslie who's next officer sean in virginia who listens to the money pit on wfhg has a tiling question however it says you're on duty so what are you doing calling us i called you probably three weeks ago when i was not on duty i just received a return phone call <laughs> Well, it must be an emergency now, so um, lights and sirens are on. <laughs> We're going to race to a solution. Tell us what's going on with the tile. I bought the house, and it was built in 2000, and I purchased it in about 2003. They okay. had intended to stay there, and they were willing to live with the corners that they cut. They put the tiles down in a large area to cover a dining room and kitchen area and did not use any concrete board. A lot of the tiles are breaking, and in addition to that, had his wife put the grout down, and she left the spacers in place when she did so. And oh, covered no. Oh. That's so just a huge mess. Out in a lot of places. Sean, this is a big stinking mess. You can't fix it. I don't think so. Now, you got to start again, man. The, 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 first of all, let's address the, the many problems that you have recited in this short 20 seconds. Um, first of all, the reason the tile's breaking up is uh, cracking and loose is because the floor underneath it is not stable enough. And when, when there's you... movement, it's causing everything to crack and move around it. So the tile's cracking, the grout is crowding because it's not sturdy underneath. Tiles don't bend. And that's the good thing because they're really strong, but they won't bend. If there's any flex in that floor, they're going to loosen up and they're going to crack. So you are going to have to remove this tile. You possibly could go over it, but I would recommend removing it and putting down a mud floor and starting again. Of course, when you do put the new tile down, if you're going to use spacers, never ever <laughs> leave the spacers in place when you crowd over them. Well, you know, do it yourself. But they uh, made a pretty cross pattern where yeah. everything met. And every time she took them out, the tiles move. So <laughs> she didn't know that she wasn't supposed to glue those spacers in place. But that's what's happening here. You know, there, there's a couple of things um, that might make this a little bit easier, Sean. If you want, do you want to replace it with tile? I mean, do you like the tile? We're probably going to do hardwood throughout. Well, there are actually easy ways to do hardwood today. First of all, there's engineered hardwood, which stands up really well to, to dampness or moisture if, they're gonna, if you're going to have that as a concern. Uh, engineered hardwood is basically like a fancy plywood, but with a solid hardwood surface. And what's cool about it is that they lock together and they kind of float on the surface. And actually, you know, frankly, it's possible that you could lay an engineered hardwood even on top of the tile, even though the tile's a bit messed up, as long as it's fairly flat. As long as you don't mind losing that thickness in yeah, your height, height of the room. Yeah. You know, make well, we sure you're not going to... It's a Cape Cod style house, and it's very open from the front door all the way to the back. It incorporates the kitchen, the living room, the dining room. It's a large square footage area, and what we'll probably do is hardwood the entire area and then put in a different, uh, more ornate.
ornate staircase. Yeah, but you know what? By doing that, you're improving the resale value of your house because it makes it more beautiful. And if you put in an engineered hardwood, it's very durable. And if you go with a flooring product by, say, somebody like Armstrong, it comes with a 30-year residential warranty. So it stands up and it makes great pedigree for if you ever go to sell the house. All right, Sean, I think that what you should do is investigate the original tile installer and and arrest them, okay? He was a good man. They were just cutting corners. <laughs> Don't give me a break on this one. <laughs> right, Going to let him off with a warning. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Debbie in Michigan has a problem. How to hang a heavy clock? How can we help you? What's going on? I got a clock as a gift. It's one of the pendulum clocks. It's like a wall clock, like the like a grandfather clock. And I haven't hung it yet. And I just want to know the best way to hang it so I it won't fall off the wall. Okay. Well. The best way to hang that, Debbie... Wait, what's your wall surface? What's your walls made out of? It's just drywall. Drywall. Easy Uh peasy. All right. The best thing to do is to see if you can get into a stud. All right. Now, you can easily find a stud... So grab your husband. (laughs) (laughs) You can find a stud with an electronic stud finder. Stud finder. Um, or you can use the trusty knuckle method and tap on the wall. Okay. Yeah, but sometimes they all it all sounds the same sometimes. So I trust so. a stud finder. Yeah. I mean, you oh. and I know it, but some, when I didn't know what I was listening for, I was like, oh, knock, 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 <laughs> knock, knock. Yeah, then you put a lot of holes in your wall. <laughs> but really, if you, if you can find the stud and if that happens to work out, that is absolutely the best way to hang it because drywall is just not that strong. It's plaster and paper, and you know, there are different types of fasteners that you can use to affix to drywall, but drywall is drywall is drywall, and you know, it's still not going to be as strong. Um, if you had to use drywall, then I probably would suggest a toggle bolt with um, basically a hook on the end of it. So you're attaching a piece of hardware to the wall on top of which you hang the clock. But the best thing to do is simply to go right in to the stud. I would use a two and a half to three inch drywall screw that was Make sure the head fits into that key slot before you go and attach it to the wall. Screw it right in there and hang it right up. John in Florida is wondering whether or not he should remove stucco. Why do you want to remove the stucco, John? What's going on? Well, I'm not all that... uh on the idea of actually removing the stucco. I was just wondering if that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm adding an addition onto the house, and there is, uh, you know, of course, the wall is stucco. And I'm wondering, can I put something on the stucco to, put, to hang the drywall on it, or do I need to remove it? I think you can fur out right on top of it, yeah, can't exactly. you? I don't, I don't see why not. That, so uh, what does that mean, fur out? Oh, for out. <laughs> uh, sorry, we forget. Yeah, sorry. We must digress. You can attach wood sticks to the stuccoed wall. Those are called furring strips. And you can do that using um, masonry nails or something known as a tapcon screw, which is kind of cool. It allows you to shoot a screw right into a masonry wall. And then those wood furring strips is what you attach the drywall to. Yeah, that sounds much easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah this way you're down. going over it, you're getting a nice clean surface, and you don't have to worry about taking that stucco off. Oh, yeah. You're just going to need a good nice hammer thing. drill, ear protectors, and a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can handle that. I appreciate that. You're welcome, John. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if you're replacing your kitchen floor, don't let your refrigerator stand in the way of a successful job. Find out how to avoid a huge inconvenience down the road right after this. You live in a money pit.
This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one 888 888-666-3974. If you like to fix stuff that's not broken, you are in the right place. So call us right now <laughs> at 888-666-3974. Now, if one of those home improvement projects you're thinking about tackling, and maybe it's not broken, but you want to do it anyway, is some new flooring. There are some things you need to keep in mind, especially if that flooring is going to be installed in the kitchen, where you have very heavy and some permanently installed appliances like refrigerators and dishwashers. And the key is don't box yourself in. If you have a dishwasher, especially, and it's built in, and you put new ceramic tile flooring or new laminate flooring up against the front of that dishwasher, you may not be able to get that out when it uh, fails, and eventually it will fail. So what do you do? You take it out first, and you floor all the way under that dishwasher. Most of the dishwashers have little legs that can be adjusted up and down, and uh, it's a lot easier to do it then than after it's floored in place and you have to cut the thing apart. Believe me, folks, you don't want to do that. So consider those kinds of areas before you tackle those flooring projects. 888-666-3974 is our telephone number. If you have a question about a home improvement project, call us right now. Leslie, who's next? Sharon calling from New York has got a question. What can we do for you? Hi, um, I have a home and it faces east and west. And I have a problem with air and uh, snow, like wind infiltration in through my windows. And it's a brand new home and I have double pane by windows on, in my house and the snow uh, comes in the windows. Huh. So these are brand new windows and the snow's getting in? Mm-hmm. Th- that doesn't sound too good. No. Um, is it getting in around the windows? Is it like really snowing in or are you just feeling a draft and coldness? No, there's draft and coldness. And then right in that, um, that really sure go, you know, that little groove that the window slides up and down and right in through there, um, the snow actually will blow in. Hmm. Now, um, how old is the house? You said it's new. I mean, is it brand Three spanking? years old. Three years old? Did you buy it from the builder? Are you the first owner? Yes. Have you yes. dealt with this with the builder before, or is this something that just happened yes. this year? No, I have. They actually replaced the windows on the west side of my home, and mm. it, it did a little bit of good, but not much. Huh. Well, it sounds to me like your windows are just not that good, Sharon, and there may not be an easy way to fix this. You could consider putting a storm window on top of them. Generally, you don't put storm windows on when you have thermal pane windows, but... Um, it's going to be a, a question here as to what the easiest way it is to make these weather tight, and it, and it might be that that's the best way to do it because um, there's not a lot of things that you can do to existing windows if they're not sealed properly. They're just not sealed properly. It's very hard for you to, to fix them in any way and make them tighter than, than which they are. I mean, in the meantime, she could caulk around the windows with that removable caulking. Well, that's true, too, but it's a brand-new house, and you'd hate to have to stoop to that. I know, but at least it's a temporary solution. Yeah. Okay, Sharon? Yeah. <laughs> that peel-off stuff. Yeah, make That's sure right, it's that peel-off peel caulk. Yeah. Right, yeah, I did do that last year. Did it and help might... at all? Yeah, it did help. It stopped the, the air from coming in. Sharon, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Alex in California listens to the Money Pit on KSRO, and you've got a painting question. What can we do for you? I've been painting again, and I'm messing <laughs> up again, and I've tried the blue tape, I've tried the guides, I've tried the little brushes, and so painting around trim and crown molding, How do you get that nice fine line? Well, here's a trick of the trade. 
what you do is once you lay the tape, and sometimes I use a putty knife to run over the tape just to make sure it's really flat and down and exactly sticky as I need it. And then I take the same color paint that I've either used as my base coat or if I'm using it to cover some trim work molding, I'll use that same color paint and run a bead of that paint over that edge of that tape. And the reason I do that is because it seals the paint to the tape. So there'll be no bleeding. And if there's any bleeding, it's the same color that you've already used. So you won't even notice it. it takes a little bit of extra work, but you will be so much happier. What if you're, you have wood trim and you want to cover the wood trim so you don't have any bleeding from the wall onto the wood trim? Then definitely make sure you put the tape on and use a putty knife to make sure that it's really, really secure on there. Good luck with that. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Well, all right, Money Pit listeners, it's not just for getting your clothes clean anymore. We'll give you an outdoor use for your laundry detergent after this. Money Pit! So I finally found the perfect house for you. Isn't it cute? Hardwood floors, remodeled kitchen, and look at that metal roof. Gee. <laughs> A metal roof? It looks so natural. It's gorgeous. Wow. Plus, metal roofing increases the value of your home and can reduce energy costs. Impressive. Now, about the kitchen. It's also maintenance-free and stands up to hail, high winds, and wildfires. So, ready to make an offer? Well, we'd like to look inside first. Oh, <laughs> really? Why? People who know about metal roofing love metal roofing. We call it investment-grade roofing because it adds value to your home and pays for itself many times over. In addition, it's built to endure for decades. To learn more, visit MetalRoofing.com. Did you know that you can qualify for a federal tax credit of up to $500 when you buy an Energy Star metal roof? It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to MetalRoofing.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Hey, Money Pit listeners, want to put some extra green in your wallet and help the planet stay green, too? You can lower your income taxes and your monthly energy bills at the same time. Now's the time to take advantage of new federal income tax credits for some energy efficiency home improvements. Get credit for projects as simple as beefing up insulation or as involved as adding solar power to your home. For a complete list of the tax credits available, visit the Alliance to Save Energy's website at www.ase.org slash tax credits. Oh, honey, the heat ruined my hairdo. Not the heat, it's the humidity. My scrapbook, too. These pages are soggy. Not the heat, it's the humidity. But we have central air. I turned it up so high, I'm freezing. Why do I still feel so clammy? Why does everything smell musty in this hot weather? Not the heat, it's the humidity. He's right, it's the humidity that adds the swelter to steamy summer heat. What can you do about it? Remove it with an April Air whole home dehumidifier. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Visit AprilAir.com. This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Metal Roofing Alliance. We call metal roofing investment-grade roofing because in your lifetime, a metal roof will save you money and add value to your home. To find a Metal Roofing Alliance contractor or to learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit www.metalroofing.com. 
MoneyPit.com. Welcome back to the MoneyPit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Well, Leslie, I thought that laundry detergent was only for your clothes and you could only needed to use one temperature and one detergent. At least that's how I got through college. <laughs> But apparently you're... You probably you're, ended up with a lot of pink clothes, I imagine, Tom. Yeah, it looked quite nice, I might, I might add. <laughs> but apparently there are other uses for laundry detergent that can help keep clean things outside the house. That's right. If you use powdered laundry detergent and hot water, it's an excellent mixture for cleaning your deck. That's right. Swab in the deck, folks. If you use a 10% bleach solution, you can help get rid of any mold or mildew you've got growing out there. And when you're doing any of this work outside, remember that a hard bristle brush is going to help get rid of any sort of challenging areas of dirt or mildew out there. You can also use a power washer for some extra impact, but make sure you keep those PSIs pretty low to avoid damaging the wood or your toes. Well, if you're thinking about tackling an indoor project this summer, we've got a great prize we're giving away to one caller this hour. It's called the Quick Clips Kit by Focal Point. It will cut your crown molding project time in half. Why? Because there's no cuts, there's no miters, there's no having to find the studs. It all goes up with a clip system. It's a pretty ingenious system. It's worth 250 bucks. If you'd like to win it, be able to deck out that dining room or that living room or that kitchen with some nifty new crown molding, call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Tom in Alabama is doing some tiling work. Tell us about it. Uh, yes, I'm, uh, I'm laying uh, some floor tile and uh, I'm using those peeling sticks and I was... Uh, they're not sticking real good, and I was wondering what, what what kind of glue I could use to make them stick better. So they're just not sticking at all, or once you get them down, they're just popping back up after a couple days? Uh, they're just popping back up after a couple of days. I went ahead and uh, sanded the floor real good uh, where we was putting them and everything, but uh, they're just uh, they're just not wanting to hold. The well, peel and stick doesn't work too well. Probably a good fix would be contact cement, wouldn't you think? You think so? I was thinking more because contact cement, once he puts it down, um, you know, it's a one-shot wonder. Um, there actually is vinyl tile adhesive, you know, because vinyl tiles, you know, for years were sold without being peel and stick. And there's special adhesives that are, that are designed for those and special trowels that you put them down. Usually a very, very thin notched trowel you put it down with. But I don't think you can do it individually. If you're going to do it, you have to do the whole floor You have floor to do the way. whole floor. Yeah. Why don't you pick up some vinyl tile adhesive, Tom, and glue the loose ones down and see how that works for you. And if that works, though, I imagine what's going to happen is you're going to be doing a lot of patching. It would have been better if you did the whole floor that way, frankly. If you had a chance, a, a choice, uh, next time you buy tile, don't buy self-stick. Buy the regular tiles and put them down with a vinyl tile adhesive. It works a lot quicker and it lasts a lot longer. Carol from Florida, how can we help? I had a problem in my garage, which is I live in uh, Florida, um, close to the, um, very close to a seawall um, on the intercoastal, but I don't know if that has anything to do with my problem. My garage is on the same level as the street. There's no, like, elevation to my house in that area. However, the rest of my home is about a foot and a half higher than the garage level. The problem I'm having is that especially in the winter, I notice there are areas of moisture. It's a concrete floor uh, within the garage floor, and 
I was, you know, considering cleaning it up and having it painted, but I look at those areas of moisture, and it seems like it's more noticeable in the winter months. Well, that's clear because what you're having is condensation because the air is cooler than the ground temperature from being warmed in sunny Florida all through the summer months. Well, what you want to do is definitely clean that up and then paint it. That's not going to help your condensation issue, but there's no reason you can't. And if you use the right kind of paint, it will stick, and it's going to make it look a lot nicer. Do you have any recommendations? Do I need to prime it? Absolutely. Um, what I would recommend is a product called Epoxy Shield. Mm-hmm, this it's is an, fun. It's an epoxy-based garage floor paint that comes in a, a two-part mix. So you get a gallon of this epoxy product and you get a quart of the hardener. And actually the gallon is short-filled. There's like three-quarters of a gallon of material in there. So you open it up, you mix the two together, stir up. And that has a chemical and an air-based cure. And they also include in that box um, this cleaning uh, detergent that's designed to really kind of neutralize and sort of etch the surface so you get good adhesion. But I think if you do that, um, it's a real thick, durable surface. We actually put it down in, believe it or not, the Boy Scout house here in my hometown. Um, The guys put it down in the kitchen because it takes a ton of traffic from all of those scouts. So... uh, they went out and picked up some epoxy shield and put it right down, and it looks great. You can also put, like, this chipped surface in it, so it kind of has this um, sort of nice speckly look to it, which hides the dirt, too. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Carol. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. So, Ron in Rhode Island, you call us about a problem, but you're doing a home improvement project right now? Yes, I am. Yeah? What are you working on? We're painting the bathroom. Okay. Uh, I this is the third time I painted it. We we have like a, a peach colored uh, shower stall and, and fixtures, uh, toilet and sinks, and not a hell of a lot will go with it. It was it was like a peach color uh, on the walls, and we we wanted to change it. We painted it a light gray, then we went to a a light, a light green, and now we're going to white. And uh, I don't know. Okay. And the problem is this paint continues to grow mold? No, 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 no. That, that's another problem. No, he's just painting. He's doing home improvement projects. Oh, okay. And asking home improvement on, questions. On the other side, we have a white house uh, with wooden shingles, and uh, I'm getting this uh, black mold, you know, uh, little, little round spots uh, in, in different areas. And uh, I was wondering what would be good to uh, get rid of it. Bleach. Bleach? Bleach, yeah. Yeah, bleach and water mixture. Yeah, what, what you want to do is uh, mix, do a bleach and water mixture. Probably, I, I would say probably at least um, one part bleach, maybe two parts to five parts water. And then you spray that down and you let it sit for a while so it kills the mold. And then you could clean it off. Now, with wood siding, you don't want to use a lot of pressure. If you can use a pressure washer, that's an option. Um, now, you mentioned that it was spotting. That might be something called artillery fungus. And that's tr- traditionally very, very difficult to get off. Have you put fresh mold, fresh, excuse me, fresh mulch around the house? No. Okay. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, uh, last uh, spring, I did it with, I got the pressure washer and uh, and I did it with bleach 
and also I put hydrogen peroxide in there, and my wife says maybe TSP. Well, better be careful this chemical cocktail that you're mixing up there. Oh, it's outside, though. <laughs> now, all you need is really bleach. Bleach is a great mildicide. Uh, there's one other product I could suggest, and that's called Jomax, J-O-M-A-X. It's really a house wash material, and you mix it up with bleach, and it helps the bleach actually last a little bit longer. It's made by the Zinzer Company, so you could give that a try as well the next time. Where, where, where could I get that? Oh, any hardware store or home center has that. It's a very, very commonly available product. Okay. Also good for taking moss off of roofs. Okay, Ron? Very good. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, Money Pit listeners. Well, the number one question you all ask us is about flooring. Up next, we're going to give you some tips, and we're going to answer an email question about how to keep your floors in tip-top shape. You live in a Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to aprilair.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. All right, this is from Rick in Providence, Rhode Island, who listens to the Money Pit on WPRO News Talk 630. And Rick writes, my pre-finished three-quarter inch hardwood floor has developed spaces. Uh When I installed them, I made sure they were tight, but now there's spaces. And then in my living room off the ceramic tiled foyer, the three-quarter hardwood, which I also installed, sanded and stained, has waffled and developed spaces. What is the cause and possible remedy? I just found your radio show, and now I'm a constant listener. All right, Mm. Rick. Well, then we may have to give you some bad news. I, I, I don't know, Leslie, this sounds like a moisture issue. Well, it sounds like a moisture issue. It also sounds like shrinkage. Yeah, it may have been swollen when it was put in, then it dried and, and shrunk. Um, or that area in front of the front door could have got some water on it for some rain that blew in the door or something, and then it's got swollen. The, the, the bad thing about hardwood floor is it's not very kind of water. You know, I wonder if you didn't give the wood time to acclimate to its surroundings, because generally when you install any type of flooring, hardwood or laminate, you've got to put it in that room for about 48 hours before you actually install it so it can acclimate to the climate. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, another thing that you really should think about if you have any concerns, folks, about putting hardwood floors down in a damp area is to not use solid hardwood. Use engineered hardwood. When it's done, you cannot tell the difference between this and solid hardwood. But the difference is that engineered hardwood is made like plywood. There's different layers that are laminated together. So once you put it down, it actually doesn't move. And it's great stuff. It can be incredibly durable. It can lock together. In some of these installations, you need even no glue to put it in. And it really does a super job and check the durability factors out on it to make sure that you're buying one that has the proper grade if you buy a commercial grade it's going to last a lot longer than if you buy a residential grade so depending on the area of your house it's going to take a lot of abuse like for example at the front door buy a commercial grade product and that's actually going to last a lot longer and be able to take the sand and the and the grit and all that kind of stuff that comes into the house. All right, here's another one from a Rhode Islander named Alan who writes, we're considering getting central air for a 2,800-square-foot, two-story home. He's never done anything like this before and wants to know what pitfalls should he avoid and what are some of the questions he should know before some of the sales folks come for their appointments? Well, the first thing that you should make sure those sales folks do, Alan, is do a heat loss calculation on the house. That's critical because that's going to make sure that they know how much air conditioning you need. You put in too little, it's not going to cool. You put in too much, it'll cool, but it'll be 
be very clammy and damp. So make sure they do a heat loss calculation. Beyond that, I would recommend you get the best air conditioning compressor you can afford, the one that is the most efficient, because that's going to save you money in the long run. And now's a really good time to invest in a good quality air conditioning compressor. If you get one that's Energy Star rated, you're going to be eligible for an energy tax credit. And that's going to save you some money, not only on your cooling bills, but now it will save you some money on your taxes as well. So get a heat loss calculation and get the best compressor you can afford. Well, Leslie, all eyes are on the Caribbean for this year's hurricane season. On today's edition of Leslie's Last Word, you've got some tips on how to make sure we stay safe. That's right. It's always very important to keep an emergency kit in your home for any sort of disaster, whether it's weather-related or otherwise. And here are some things you should keep in that kit always. Flashlights, blankets, extra clothing, sturdy shoes, just in case you're not wearing the right footwear when the disaster occurs, paper towels, toilet paper, diapers if you need them in the family, matches that are in a watertight container, tools, cash or traveler's checks, a spare set of keys for both your house and your car, a first aid kit, battery-operated radio. We also keep a regular phone that's corded in our emergency kit because when your power goes out, those cordless phones don't work. So it's always good to have in there. And anything else you all might need, whether it's prescription medicines or whatnot. And then also keep in there some things that you're going to want to replace about every six months. One gallon of water per person per day, thinking about how much you might need. Foods such as canned foods, protein bars, baby food, don't forget your pets put some pet food in there and batteries and think about replacing those every six months so they're fresh when you need them coming up next week on the money pit it's summer vacation season again and guess what it's also the busiest season of the year for burglars find out what you need to know to make sure a thief passes on your home i'm tom kreitler and i'm leslie segretti remember you can do it yourself but you don't have to do it alone Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.